This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Jazzcast Pros. Wow, that was an interesting podcast. And I hope you guys enjoyed uh, Healthy Illness Podcast Part 1. I'm your host, Ra from Father Torch, welcoming you to Part 2 of the podcast with me and Kelly, where we can come to a conclusion and maybe a solution to maybe what you are going through. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. And thank you again for coming in. Welcome to Father Torch, the podcast to help you, the new and renewed fathers, cope with the anxiety and stress of fatherhood so that you can be the father you wish you had. I'm your host, Ra, founder of Abilment Foundation and artist, <laughs> father of nine. My mission is to help you reclaim your power and ease your concerns about being a father in today's social climate. I am Kelly Marie. This is a podcast where we learn all about building healthier habits and better relationships while living with a mental health condition. This episode is going to be incredible. I am sitting down with my brother from uh, Jazz Cats Pros Network, Father Torch, and we are just having the conversation today. So listen in, take some notes, and let me know what you think in the comments. So, how did you? start implementing the steps? Like, what did that look like for you? What were some of the ways that you began making and creating those good habits? It was simple as practicing, but it was hard to maintain those practices because it was accustomed to doing different things. For me, several things. One, one was my art. I like to draw. The art helped me navigate how I felt, how to identify what it is I need to do. So because anger was my thing, I had to embrace the anger versus not use it as a curse. I had to embrace it in, in a positive sense, of course. I had to reaffirm that. So I would draw out. I would draw out the frustration. I would, you know, the teeth and eyes, and I would do all that. But then I would take that same energy and say, this is what it transitioned to. This is where I want to transition to. So I would do things like affirmations. I would work out. I would do something to combat what I'm feeling. Believe it or not, everyone has their own niche as far as what they receive to be therapeutic to them. I was blessed enough that art was my escape, right? Believe it or not, art and old cartoons, even, even though they was highly racist, <laughs> most of them, <laughs> it's highly yeah. racist. It was hilarious to me, right? Because uh, even though it put me back in those times, those are the times I was most comfortable. It wasn't no... That's real, wow. I'm watching things like Woody Whitpecker and Tom and Jerry, right? And, and Bugs, and, 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 the ones, and when I'm watching... Are unfiltered, so they are straight up disrespectful, right? But 
their concept, their view, everything that was that was happening was of that time, and, and I saw things for what they really were. So it helped me to deal with reality as it is. Never mind the colors, but the concept, things that are behind these things, the stereotype, the, the biases, the racism, the divided community, the together community, right? All these things, all these history I saw in these old old cartoons. It, believe it or not, it sounds childish, but these things helped me to decipher things, to kind of see for what it is. And I learned to pick up bullshit right away, and I learned to see things for what it is. No fabrication. It, it, no, uh, well, you know, no. Exactly what it is. Now, the part that you must, most of us must pay attention to, am I willing or able to deal with that? And I had to be real with myself about those things because some people assume God or hardcore, right? Just God at one time. No, it, it, it looks simple. It even sounds simple. Like, yeah, just go through it. Now you got to take your time with that, man. I had to take my time with it because the minute you, bold, you bulldoze it, you create more on top of it. It's like breaking down a wall. Yeah, you can run through it and smash it all down, you know, but you create more work for yourself and you hurt yourself. But if I take down panel after panel, I'm going to take my time and moving things and I vacuum and I sweep, not only I lessen the dust, I lessen the materials flying all over the place, right? And when I'm done, I feel good because I did this, right? I cleaned up, I did this work, and I can admire what the aftermath, what it may be. I had to do this with my children. I had to do this with my relationships. I had to do that with the current relationship. I had to do that with relationship with me. And I mostly had to do it with the relationship with the most high. And I talking about looking in the sky or anything within. I had to look within, do it with me. Be happy with me, fulfilled with me. You know, and and that's not easy. Because you have some days with boy, there's some days I try you. Oh my God. You, you would you would look at yourself and say, boy, <laughs> I would burn this bitch down. <laughs> and you would say that sometimes out loud, sometimes just thinking. But then you have to then you have to come back to yourself and say, okay, if you're gonna do this, at least give a reason. And I think that is well, I was raised similarly to having that realization. My mom's thing was always and this still to this day, there's repercussions for your actions. <laughs> Whatever the yeah. action is, like no matter what. There's repercussions. Yep, good or right? bad. Good or bad. Oh, good or bad. I, oh my right? gosh, I preach that so bad. <laughs> and so, like, let's we'll just sit there and be like, if I punch this person in the face, what would happen? <laughs> <laughs> and you would think about it too, like really, really hard. Yeah, like, all the scenarios. Oh my god, all the scenarios. Mm-hmm. Man, and by then, I'm I'm not angry. By the time I've I've gone through, you know, the 48 ways this could play out, and I I usually, you know, just decide something else. But isn't but, it is it amazing though how fast that goes? Like how fast you're thinking it? Now we we saying it right now it sounds slow, right? It sounds slow, yeah. but it's I mean it's microseconds. It's like yeah, yes. yeah, microseconds. All those decisions, microseconds, because you think this. I'm gonna pick this one. You know, I'm gonna let you slide on this one. You know. I mean, it is amazing to me how fast those things can go. All that scenario runs you three seconds. You already contemplating breaking your neck, punching your face, gouging your eye out. All you know, just yeah. And and if you speak it, you'll be accused of being violent. But it's not, I'm not being violent. I'm just telling you what I feel. I know that doesn't mean just I put the action to it. I just you know. I mean, there's been times I looked at you know my children sometimes like, well, I will field goal you. You know, just 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 kick off your head to the goal. But it's like I'm not doing that. But 
That's what I feel like. That's what I feel like right now, right? So that's what I feel like. So the discipline in that now, I mean, sometimes it's heavy. That that restraint or that, that self control can be heavy at times because when you are, when you are thinking of a passive mind, I'm not gonna say it right now. I'm gonna hold it in, or I'm gonna you know just 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 walk away. But you didn't release it. You're still holding on to it. You know what I mean? And then that lingers, right? Oh my God, it becomes like a rotting fruit that's sitting on the table. It just lingers there and it becomes so rotted that you have these annoying damn bugs that you can't kill enough of. It just keeps coming around, keep coming around until you clean up that mess, right? until you wipe it out and clean it. And then eventually they'll die off their own because they have nothing else to feed on. But as long as it's still right. there, they, still got something they keep producing on. more. You, you get it the next day, it's much more than what's before. And they don't, yeah. they don't longer put out all the traps that oh. you want on a little apple cider vinegar dish. Like still there. You still have there. one or two. I, I have one right now that's flying around. And I, for the last months, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't even know where it came from, but it is there. But that's how annoying it is. And to, to be truthfully honest, a lot of us have a lot of pent up aggression or pent up thoughts that we have not released. And we create habits of thinking that we are containing it, but we're not containing it. We are causing more harms than anywhere else. And then when something happens, we go, like you said, that abyss, that darkness, and it's like, why? Now that why becomes a problem. Why me? How come? You know, well, why am I doing this? Why am I suffering? All right? And all that why, without an answer, puts you in another realm. And then now we we stuck with the, I can't do it because of this. And we start making up reasons versus the the, 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 the actual reason. We, we make up the reason. Instead of going back to the source, getting that thing, whatever that was, and handling that. And then most of yeah. us, we forget. We actually forget why we even there. Like, why I feel this way? Why am I, you know, doing this? Because we didn't let go. We hold on to things. And then we blame everything. And I mean everything. Why we feel the way we feel. You know, I'm mad because I don't like people. That's uh, a broad brush. I mean, there's not there's many people who don't like people. It doesn't mean that's the reason why you're doing the things you're doing. You know, like I told you, man, I have a brother, you know, he, he struggles with general anxiety, but he does nothing about it. He trying to just function with it. Hard worker, right? Man, I mean, this man will work till the fingers are broken, right? That's how once you would work. But he's alone. But he don't know how to relate to someone else because his family history has always been at best dismay or dysfunctional at best, you know, from, from mama straight down to papa, right? On both sides of the family. And the constant clash done a lot of things to him. And it's to the point now that right now, see, I mean, you're talking right now, this would be very difficult for him. Like, it, it, it would be so dry and cut. Like, it wouldn't be like, hey, how you doing, Kelly? You know, it wouldn't be like, it would be like, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, look all around, you know, kind of <laughs> like... He, it, this would be very uncomfortable for him. Like, he won't be able to handle it to the point that he'll be so quiet that you hear a fly fart. That's how quiet and withdrawal he would be. And like, he would be that withdrawn. Believe it or not, when we first met, I mean, <laughs> when we first met, we wasn't, we, we didn't click like that. Because again, his anxiety, you don't, you don't see the label on someone and say, hey, he got general anxiety. You, right. you know what I mean? You don't. So I, I looked at him like he does an asshole. I mean, I, everything, it was a critic. Something, I, I mean, he would just be banging you with all kinds of insults, you know, <laughs> like, like, dude, man, this, I'm a grown man, you know, <laughs> you know, right? Like, who you, who you, right? Listen, it got to the point, it got to the <laughs> point one day, believe it or not, this is how we became tight. 
this is going back in back in the days. You know, you have a best friend because you and him fought before, or you and her fought before. You had some type of clash where it's like, yep, y'all like this now. We at work, okay? <laughs> we at work in the middle of work. We lifting up logs and doing things, and we trying to we trying to get this order out right and whatever. And I don't know. We looked at each other one day, like you know, I don't like you, you know, because like, you just you know me, like I'm trying to get along with you, I'm trying to be patient with you, but you just keep, you know, you keep coming at me, you know, because you're uncomfortable. But why are you here? You know, I don't, you know, I don't care. You get that? I don't care. You know, you want to talk outside? We're gonna talk outside. We're just gonna talk outside. We went outside. I swear to you, we went outside between two different orders or, or, or blocks of stuff, and we do get out. Right, we took it out. Right, we literally, we literally took it out. And afterwards, it was like, you ready to talk now? Like, like that's like that, you ready? Wow. <laughs> right, that's like that. We ready to talk. And from that day forward, we've been like this. Like, we was killing work now. We Now, now we're we working together. And we started talking. At first, we, we were still insulting each other, you know. But we started talking. Then it was like, we kind of realized we're not that far apart. Our differences, you know. Like, I, I didn't trust. And he definitely didn't trust because of his anxiety. So it's like... I was helping them to be more comfortable, you know what I mean, talking to people. And that goes back to those social supports, right? Like he he needed out of all the negative and, you know, they could be negative or positive. They just are social support. They could be broken and, it, but you gave him that positive social support that he needed in order to be able to relate to you. Yes. Right. And to open up and, and be himself and, you know, and it doesn't make the disease or issue condition go away but it allows some light to shine in right and it's like you know when he has one one of those moments of of joy or moments of 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 light you know it's like listen in that moment figure out all of the things <laughs> like let's let's take this five minutes that you got and make a checklist yes yeah, and let's 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 figure out all of the things because the mind is in a in a better place. But, oh yeah, and it, it took yeah, me a while it, to that's, learn that's it. Interesting. It took me a while to learn it because the thing is, even though I had him and I was ready, it's like he was he, like he wanted it. And at first, I'm thinking this guy is mad as hell because he, you know, like he wants to get beat up. Like, but he don't even care. Like he don't. I don't know what what possessed me to say, "What's the issue? Like, what what is really? Because I mean. Me beating the pulse out of you is not really going to solve that problem with you. But at the same time, it's like, what's really happening? You know what I mean? Like, But for so many people, that's how they've been taught to relate, right? Like my ex would say they showed love by arguing. Oh, yeah. Like, that's not love, right? Like, I don't know what was happening, right. but that's not how you show love, right? And so we have to be able to listen and ask the question, like, what's really going on right now? Like, what's happening? Why are you really mad? Because it's not because we're having broccoli for dinner. No. Like, what is really happening with you? Happening. Yes. And, yeah. And it's amazing what we look at as a problem versus someone else looking mm-hmm. at a problem. And you know his problem was with me? Believe it or not, I was too social for him. Like, customers will come up. Hey, you doing, Rah? You know, I say, how you doing? And it seems like I get along with the world. But him is like... I can't stand nobody. And here you come, you know, Mr. Popular, you know, you know, and it's like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? To him, everybody was an enemy. Everybody was out to hurt him. Everybody is pretty much just, you know, he's the hard working and no one appreciates, appreciates him. It was more him saying, this is what he felt. And this is what he, how he articulate things. And over time we would talk, you know, we started talking, you know, so now, I made it my mission that, you know, when we're together, especially when we're together, 
and do upliftment things. Yeah, I tease them. You know, we, I, I tease them. Yeah. And like most guys, we like to bust each other balls, you know. So, but this is his way of of being him, right? Because mm-hmm. because to everybody else, oh, he's an asshole. You know, his jokes are cruel and dark. But the thing is that that's his humor. He, he has a dark and dry sense of humor. But the thing is, that's just what he's accustomed to. His idea of telling a joke is teasing what bothers you, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you say you, I have car troubles, so guess what he's going to do? He's going to like, yeah, you know, if you were, you know, if you're a real man, you have a better car. You know, he would, he would do things like, say things like that, but it's not personal. But if you're not right, guess what you're going to take it as? Oh, you, you know, you jab it at me. Right. And even his responses and things, those initial ones, he's seeing the interactions with other people probably, you know, through that lens of trauma. And so you don't get to see the situation for what it actually is because you have on this trauma lens. And so all you can see and, and evaluate what's happening is through that lens of what's happened to, to him. you know, me as a person. And it's not our fault. It's not. it's not our fault that it happened, but it is our responsibility to get better, right? To, to figure out what happened and how I could do better within this situation. Like I had to realize I could never be whole as long as I was holding on to the things that tore me apart, right? Like I had to let those things go because otherwise I'm, I'm holding on to the things that are ripping me apart. Hey, if you're enjoying this episode, check out the Healthy Illness Podcast with me, Kelly Marie, as we build healthy relationships while living with mental health conditions. I'm diagnosed and live with borderline personality disorder, major depression, and generalized anxiety. And despite those diagnoses, I've been able to live a full life. I have healthy relationships, a great career, and my mission is to help you do the same. So join me for Healthy Illness Podcast. New episodes every Monday on the Jazzcast Pros Network found on the podcast player you're listening to right now. Be the light. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high-quality recordings regardless of your or your guest internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. So to, to people who are listening, how would they know that if they think it's normal? How would they know that things they hold on to is actually causing them the problem? It's learning what a healthy relationship is, right? And it if... People um, have never been in a healthy relationship. It, it, like you said, it's hard to know. But there's ups and downs to everything. And and when I say relationships, I mean all the relationships, oh, yeah. intimate relationships, familial, you know, friends, work, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. sports teams, like all of the relationships. And it goes back, I believe, to forgiving yourself and understanding that you have been through some things, some things have happened. Life has been unfair and that's okay because that's what has happened in the past. Like yesterday is literally gone. You can't get it back. You can't, I can't take back eight o'clock this morning. Like it's gone. It's over and I'll never see it again. And so we have to begin to realize that 
where we are right now in this present moment is what we have responsibility over and all that we can affect change over. I can't change next year, but I can lay some foundations today that may benefit next year, right? But it's living in the present moment, like what's happening right now. I'm not in an abusive relationship right now. I'm not living or around the person that abused me when I was a kid. Like I was a child. And so some of the things we have to do is realize that a lot of the stuff that has happened to us, especially as children, as adults, we still view them through a child's eyes. Like we have to go back. Yeah, like that's when the memory was made. And so we got to understand that a lot of the things that have happened to us, we only saw through our eyes. And so I'm not talking heavy trauma, just, you know, stuff like fighting with kids, your friends, and you think nobody likes you. And you have to look at it through a child's eyes and realize that you don't know what those kids were doing or what those kids saw or, you know, what your teacher might have been going through or all of the things. And so I think it, it really starts there, understanding that our experience is only our experience. And each of us all have a different viewpoint as to what happened and, and, and how things occurred. But it's it's healing. It's understanding that healing has to take place. That's true. I do understand, uh, understand that it is um, perception. It is assumptions. It is um, those two things hurt us the most, I believe. Hurts the most, especially people of, of color. Hurts us the most because we see things so far but some a lot of times we're not present. We see things way ahead of our time, our times, and we got become tunnel vision to a lot of things. And then the assumption, the assumption is that the that the reality which you see, you think is real. We never look inside. We look outside of ourselves. Or if, if we do look inside, we internalize. Like you said, we do it from a child's perspective. Like we don't we we haven't grown here. We we go right back to that point and then try to deal with it the same way. Like it can't work. Right, the misconception and assumption of that we are okay as we are makes no sense, but yet we still do it. Right, we still do it because we are complied and compelled to do it, conditioned to do it, and then we say things like, "Oh, our people hurt, hurt." Well, that's 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 a broad brush. That's a that's a misconception and a, and a misleading statement. However, it is a reality. It is a reality that if all I know is this, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to justify it. I would die for it. That's how much I would justify it. I would die for it. And however, the real reality is you mentioned forgiveness. One of those keys is relinquishing guilt, right? Relinquishing guilt, forgiving myself, right? Forgiving myself first, letting go of the things that I have done, endured, learning the lesson, and letting go without remorse, without the, the guilt of, oh, if I let this go, I'm going to feel empty. Because loneliness do that to you and make you feel like if it you does. let go of this, you're gonna be empty. And I had to let what go. What will I have left if I let go of this anger? There you go. And it was it was like it was like letting go of blanket in the cold. That's how <laughs> that's how empty and the feeling was like, what do I do? Being angry was like a warm blanket. If I let it go, what now? Right? If I let it go, what now? Right? And you know how people just say little things like, Well, you know, new situation, new demons or new devils, and it's like Stick to the one you know, right? You know, lesser evil, you know, those kind of things. And I'm like, eh. all of that right there is telling me to settle and, and to accept the things that hurt me and accept what? To accept those things for what? Why am I accepting that? Why would I want to accept that? And again, like you said, why do I have to do that? I don't. But you would, do, you would tell me to do that because you're lonely. You don't want me to come amongst away from you. You would want me to stay in that misery. 
and stay with you to do these things. And there's so many ways of manipulating that. So many ways. Yeah, and I think that happened. It happens in all types of relationships. You spoke of forgiveness. One of the most important things we can do in a healing journey is to forgive our parents. No matter who they were as human beings, no matter who they are, no matter what they did, forgive them because they did the best they could with what they had. That's one way of looking at it. Even if that was absolutely fucked up, right? Like they were raised by somebody too. They were shaped by their surroundings too. So just, you know, me, I'm 46. So at at 46, man, I, I had my first kid at 18. I've learned a lot and I would not be the same parent I was to my children at 18 yes. that I am now at 46. Ain't that amazing? But they were raised by the 18 year old. Like I, I can't change that. But yeah. my hope is that at least, you know, my, that my kids will be able to see that I'm, I'm just human. Right. And I'm not excusing abuse. I'm, I'm, I'm not excusing mistreatment. I'm not excusing any of that. What I am saying is that they are human and they are broken. We seem to think that our parents um, are these superheroes because we were dependent upon them literally to live, but they're just, they're human beings. They're two people that came together. Biology happened and here we are. Right. They, they were not then gifted with the, the gift of, of wisdom and knowledge and understanding and compassion simply because they had a child. Like that, it doesn't happen that way. Just like it didn't happen for us. Oh like, my gosh, they didn't happen. I, the 18 year old me was not the same as 46 me. And I have learned a lot through those journeys. But however, it doesn't mean I haven't caused any damage. However, I don't feel guilty. Because the fact is, I did what it was, what I thought or perceived to be best, right? On one hand, I was surviving. On the other hand, I was trying to provide. But it wasn't what I thought it would be because the fact is, I was still being too angry about my upbringing and, and my parents. But going through that, I became empathetic. I became empathetic going through my stages of parenthood and my stages of development and growth because I look at them now like, wow, the hell? I see why they went on drugs or, or I see how life is that they, they, they thought they was doing good or doing extra and then coming to be something else. And, you know, you went from selling to using or you went from drinking, you know, <laughs> drinking to really drinking. You know, I don't excuse the abuse. I don't excuse the, the hurt and, and the, the painfulness of being in that kind of environment. But I do understand it. And I do overstand the guilt and anxiety. All these things that come in this play. It took me a long, it took me a while to learn that lesson because I was still in my way. I was still in my way because, again, I would, even now, even now, I'm an angry man. I'm, I am very angry. However, time, discipline, knowledge, ultimate wisdom of things has allowed me to how to express that, decipher that, how to distribute it in a way that is less unhealthy and that is less damaging to myself as well as others. And self-discipline, self-control plays a huge part, as well as being humble and being peace with it. Because if I would, if I didn't find fulfillment and love in me, this anger would be a whole different beast, a whole different beast. And I know that, but how many of us don't know this? And and they rage out, right? We rage out any moment given, just rage out. And for a while too, some of us. And then to put other things to influence us, to do other things as far as, drugs or alcohol or things of that nature, which 
creates another path of more destruction. But I had to learn forgiveness. And I, I have forgiven, but I haven't forgotten. And every day is a testimony to that. Every day is a testimony to practice every day to forgive. Most of us think if we forgive that one moment in time, oh, it's, it's all good. No, no, this is a daily ritual. Okay, this is the everyday thing. So I want to make that clear. Forgiveness does not mean I forgive you Tuesday and I'll be forgiven for the rest of the year. No, no, you, you got to do this every day. Every day. Because the fact is you don't forget. And the fact is that you remember, you have to do this every day because at any given time, your emotion will strike you and you will react on that. It will react on that motion. Especially when that person hasn't healed, oh, right? When they're yeah. the same person. Oh, yeah. And so we don't have to put ourselves in a place, and this has come up, you know, in conversations and working with clients and stuff. Like, you don't have to put yourself in the place of being abused or in the place of being traumatized or hurt. Like, no, we're not called to be punching bags for anybody, period, right? And so it is okay and necessary for us to forgive in order to move forward and be who we're called to be, but we are not expected to forget and allow people to mistreat us. I don't care who it is. It could be a kid. It could be a, your parent, your, your significant other. Like it, it doesn't matter. We are free to create circles and environments of love, of culture, of compassion, of all of the things of joy that feed us and fuel us in moving in a positive direction. We can leave all that other stuff behind us. And so I think sometimes people need permission to walk away from they do. family, especially. They do, because they, they have a blind loyalty, right? A blind loyalty thinking that it's my mother or it's my uncle. And, and, and then we, we feel obligated because what well, they raised me or, you know, they took me in when no one else took me in. Those things does not warrant blatant abuse and trauma, okay? It doesn't warrant those things. And nor does it says, well, you have to accept it because... I did X, Y, and Z. For all you know, I did it because so I can't do this to you. And we have to understand family does not mean no trauma or pain. Friends does not guarantee no trauma, no pain. Life itself does not even guarantee that. What is guarantee is that when you forgive and let go and you move on and you protect yourself, those things become guaranteed because you're doing this on a daily basis. You know the difference between someone who who's considered to be wicked and out of order and bad and whatever words they want to use and versus the person who's supposed to be holy and sanctifying? Is that one practice every day and one doesn't? When I'm considered to be wicked, scamish, or just downright out of order, it's an everyday thing for me. So of course I'm going to get good at it. Every day I, I practice how to do this. Every day I practice how to scam somebody out of something, rape them out of things, or, you know, I'm, I'm practicing every day. So to me, it be looks it looks so easy. Every day I practice right. this. Right. To someone who doesn't do this every day because they assume and have that perception of, well, if I say my Hail Mary Tuesday on Sunday, for the rest of the week I'm good. I'm not I don't have to do anything else at all. And this is this is practice. This is something that is being told to us to do. If I do this Sunday and I forgive this Sunday and I give my tithes and I do this, for the rest of the week I am blessed. You know, I don't need to do anything. And then when I do do something and I get caught at it. Oh, wait a minute. I, I got an extra Hail Mary. No. <laughs> no. Every day, every day should be your should your, be your duty to, to, to seek fulfillment, purpose, love, self-care, mental well-being, emotional center. Every day should be this ritual for you. Every day should be a day for you to stretch, get up, give thanks, show proper gratitude for you first. 
than others. For you first than others, I guarantee you, you will see things differently. That word gratitude, oh my gosh, proper gratitude, show gratitude of you, what you have gone and how far you have come. I know, I know that you are not alone. Like you didn't do this by yourself. Only way to break that spell. I don't care what no one tell me. Only way to break that spell. Love it. This has been such a good conversation. Um, we, I think we have to do this more often. Yes, we do. I want to do this more often. This is so therapeutic. It's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you so much. This has been so good. It really has. Thank you. I appreciate you and the wisdom and the knowledge that you, that you promote and, and express. And I truly um, admire your willingness to share and to and express like, you know, this is me. This is what I go through, you know, and, and I'm happy to explain or, or, or even tell you what, what was my state of mind without going scientific, right? <laughs> it is plain, but informational and learning. Enough respect due to you for this year. This is why I call you Famous Kelly. You do, and you know what? That, and that's so funny. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think on that for a while. <laughs> I don't care what no one say. I'm a famous guy. You know, be like, who gave you that name? Well, what happened was I met Ra, and he reminded me that I was famous. Famous Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> famous Kelly, because that's what it, it is. If you're listening, like, subscribe, and share. Leave us some comments. I know we both are are interested in what you're going through and, and how we can be better at what we do. Like, what topics would you like for us to cover? parenting, fatherhood, motherhood, life, friends, um, specific mental health questions, um, specific parenting and life questions. Like we're here. So feel free to reach out to us. We are both on Instagram and you're here in the podcasting platform that you're listening to us right now. You can catch us both on those same platforms. And uh, we appreciate you. And please don't be shy. There's no extreme questions and there's no dumb questions. Just right. ask. Just ask. Reach out. I mean, I don't care how small it is. You won't get no shame from me. You get no shame from us at all. If anything, you would give more love, and we would praise you, because the fact is, you are seeking help and you are asking to do and to get better. So, make this conversation what, what you just listened to. Make this conversation be something of a changing curve for you. Allow it to manifest, and, and like knowledge and anything you do in life, allow it to absorb, so you can be better better comprehend what it is you you just received which is powerful so i can't wait to go back and listen <laughs> <It's amazing. laughs> i've learned so not much but i know i i miss things just you no know, no and, and when you listen space, to so things, i can't wait when you listen to things you you take it on like you gave me such a flashback on a lot of things man i i, I didn't even, i didn't even think about it you know being locked up before just you know when i met my epiphany you know when i had these things these this is Wow, I I did not think about those things, but it's not a bad thing. I just, I'm just wow, like man. And every so often, I keep coming back to the same door. Do your art, advocate. Do your art, advocate. And, and I was pulling the directions, but then you know, then it's those echoes, those past echoes that come around, and I said, oh, I don't do that. Self sabotage. Don't worry about that. Just keep doing this right here. You'll be fine. But ain't nothing worse than being alone, suffering with thoughts that you cannot control. And so I want to remind people that you can call 988 on your phone if you need someone to talk to if you're in crisis or are having thoughts of suicide or hurting yourself or someone else. Please call 988 or go to your nearest emergency room. I stress that you will do you do this and you will, you will be taken care of and no one will take you as a joke. 
understand I, I really want to stress suicide is a real thing. Depression is a real thing. All that we talked about, but it's real and you're not alone. I understand it doesn't matter. You cannot see suicide no more than you can see depression or wind, but understand that they exist and it's something that affects you deeply. No matter how natural those thoughts or feelings are, they affect you deeply. So please use that number. Use whatever services you have with dealing with counseling or therapy. And if you want medication, I'm not a medication guy and I can tell you now, it sucks sometimes, but to some degree, a lot of these medications do help. It's, it's very serious suicide, especially amongst children. And, and I want to stress, especially to my brothers, understand suicide is higher in men than in women. Higher. It's higher in men than in women. Not because the men are more stressed. It's not that. It's that because we don't seek help. We are damn near programmed to say, if we feel these thoughts and feel this way, we are to suppress it. Push it. Go through. Don't go anything. Don't do anything about it. Sit in the corner and lick your wounds. We are more likely to not seek help because of our upbringing, our thoughts, our culture, even religion at times keep us from seeking this type of help. And you know, men tend to take more fatal methods. Yeah. Yeah. To take in their lives mm-hmm. than women. Women attempt suicide more often than men, yes. but men die by suicide more often. And when you think about how many people have gone to sleep yeah. intending never to wake up again, yes. but they do. Yes. And so they get up and just keep moving like nothing ever happened. And, but yet it's in right? their mind. still hurt there. Yeah, it's still there's there. Still, yes, there's still pain there. And a lot of folks never get to the point of just addressing it. And so I encourage you to, you know, even if it's just filing, you know, skipping through some of our podcasts and seeing a topic that jumps out at you and resonates, do that, you know, begin the healing journey. So until the next time, be the light. Yes. yes. Be the light. And join me for the next episode, Sunday, streaming live on your Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Enjoy and be blessed. Father Torch out. Guidance.